Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in. Allahümme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'ana bima allamtena ve zedina ilmen nafiyah. Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan ve erzukna ittiba'e. Ve erinel batıla batılan ve erzukna ictinabe. Rabbi işrahli sadri ve yestirli emri. Vahlul okleten min lisani. Yefkahu kavli. Esselamu aleyküm ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or you can watch them um, on YouTube at the channel Reflections are N. You can also access the audio and video versions as well as the text we are reading at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah. Uh, if you go to the website, just go to podcasts, then win, uh, then um, words, and the 22nd word. That is what we will be reading or what we will continue to be reading in this episode, inshallah. Uh, the 22nd word is a treatise that provides demonstrations for the, the existence, oneness, and some of the attributes of God. Uh, we started the treatise with a story a representational story in which we imagine two friends who um, take a bath in a pool, lose all their senses and suddenly find themselves in a country that is new to them. They go around and try to understand what's going on. One of them is smart, humble, intelligent, fortunate. He, he recognizes that this place must have an owner and that owner must have some regulations for the place. Uh, the, the, the secret of being able to benefit from this place is in recognizing the owner. So he turns to his friend and asks him to join, uh, join him in, in, in recognizing the owner. But the other friend is not as smart, unfortunate and stubborn, unfortunately. He refuses, so the friend who recognizes the owner starts providing demonstrations of the existence of, and, and oneness and so on and so forth of the owner. And we are still in that story. We are listening to the, uh, the demonstrations of that friend in the story. Inshallah, this is the first section of the treatise. In the second section of the treatise, we will also uh, take a deeper look into the reality of what we are observing now in this imaginary country. So, we read through the first five demonstrations. We have 12 of them, and now we will continue with the sixth, inshallah. Bismillah. <coughs> Altınca Burhan, sixth demonstration. Gel, bu geniş ovaya çıkacağız. İşte o ova içinde yüksek bir dağ var. Üstünde üstüne çıkacağız. Ta bütün etrafı görülsün. Hem her şeyi yakınlaştıracak güzel dürbünleri de beraber alacağız. Çünkü bu acip memlekette acip işler oluyor. Her saatte hiç aklımıza gelmeyen işler oluyor. Come, we will go to this vast plain. There, on that plain, there is a high mountain. We will climb on it, so that all its surroundings can be visible. 
we will also take with us beautiful binoculars that bring everything close for amazing affairs are taking place in this amazing country every hour affairs that do not ever cross our minds are taking place and now there's a side note here about that vast plain uh, haşiye bahar ve yaz mevsiminde zeminin yüzüne işarettir zira yüz binler muhtelif mahlukatın taifeleri birbiri içinde beraber icat edilir Ruhi zeminde yazılır, galatsız, kusursuz, kemal-i intizamla değiştirilir. Binler sofrayı Rahman açılır, kaldırılır, taze taze gelir. Her bir ağaç birer tablacı, her bir bostan birer kazan hükmüne geçer. Side note about the vast plain. <coughs> Points to the face of the earth in the spring and summer seasons. For then, various groups of hundreds of different creatures Creatures are brought into existence within each other and written on the face of the earth. They are transformed without fault or defect, with perfect orderliness. Thousands of tables that belong to the merciful are laid out, then removed and replaced by fresh ones. Each tree becomes in effect a tray bearer and each orchard a cauldron. Okay, let's try to reflect upon this now. Come. We will go to this vast plain, which is uh, an indication to the face of the earth in the spring and summer seasons. Why spring and summer seasons? For then, various groups of hundreds of different creatures are brought into existence within each other. So we are observing this country. We have not seen this before and we, we've find out that we are not alone here in fact it, it is teeming with life teeming with other creatures hundreds of different creatures are brought into existence within each other and written on the face of the earth within each other they're all living together they're sharing the same space sometimes they are occupying another one's body as a dwelling. I mean, if you think of it, uh, the mitochondria in the cells of each and every one of our cells and the cells of animals and so on and so forth are a kind of bacteria that have their own DNA. So within each cell, of our body we are hosting a separate creature in addition in addition to all the other various bacteria and mites and whatnot that we are hosting in and on our bodies this is a whole system i mean put aside the systems that we can observe based on uh, an examination of our organs like the, the respiratory system right the, the pulmonary system and digestive system and so on and so forth put that aside there is a system that is formed by uh, independent I mean not independent separate creatures that come together depending on one another and as a result all together 
amount to the living body that we have. Subhanallah. And then, you know, ants live under tree parks and birds and squirrels use the trees as their dwelling and you know, so on and so forth. That you can multiply the examples and all these examples will point to one fact that everything here is dependent on one another. We are together. And not only that, not only that they exist depending on one another, but they, as we read, are transformed without fault or defect, with perfect orderliness. Because remember, we are in this land and now we are in the spring and summer seasons. In the winter, most of these creatures had died. The trees had shed their leaves and turned into bone dry wood that is almost lifeless. Many insects just died, leaving their eggs behind. Many plants just died, leaving their seeds behind. And all of a sudden, there comes the summer and everything is teeming with life. The, the, the, the leaves are shooting on the tiny branches. They are transformed. And as they are transformed, they are transformed in a perfect balance in a perfect ecosystem they are transformed without fault or defect with perfect orderliness thousands of tables are tables that belong to the merciful are laid out right some all of these creatures they are living and and and in you know, all living creatures need sustenance they need provisions and they each need a specific type of sustenance right the um, panda bears right? read uh, eat bamboo shoots imagine a place where imagine a world where there is no bamboo shoots that there, there will be no pandas but god grows the, the the bamboo shoots where the panda is ants needs leave ants need leaves there come the spring and those leaves grow on the branches. Uh, birds need insects. Birds need insects. The birds are born, come out of their eggs, start to grow, and insects start to proliferate. They're everywhere. Thousands of tables that belong to the merciful are laid out. Butterflies need... Um, you know, sweet, that sweet juice from uh, flowers, flowers start to open up bloom, invite the butterflies with their colors and smells and provide that sweet nutrition to them. And then they are removed, right? There comes the uh, fall again, and then there comes the spring again and replaced by fresh ones. Each tree becomes in effect a tray bearer and each orchard a cauldron each garden a cauldron in the in the cauldron of that garden watermelons are being cooked watermelons are being prepared and then you go and pick it up and eat and it's delicious and refreshing and that's what you needed in that summer summer heat come 
we will go to this vast plain there on that plain there is a high mountain we will climb on it so that all its surroundings can be visible right so we will we will use instruments too we will not just um you know sit where we are and look around and try to understand no we will we will be inquisitive we will go around we will use instruments we will try to understand this thing in depth we will look right that's what our i mean we are still in this story but in reality that's what our lord commands us to do too we will look we will also take with us beautiful binoculars that bring everything close now beautiful it's not because the binoculars are having like nice color and nicely shaped and have ornaments on it etc that may be also true but beautiful in the sense that they are clear they provide good vision and they show things um in a beautiful way not because not in order to be deceptive but because reality is beautiful as we have said many times in this podcast reality is beautiful and these binoculars show the beautiful aspect of things we will take with us beautiful binoculars we will take with us a viewpoint a perspective and that's very important right looking at the world the, the world with the rust with the right viewpoint with the right perspective from the right angle that's a task for us that's a task for us it's not again it's this is not in order to uh you know play Pollyanna. we are not going to try to be uh overly excessively uh misleadingly optimistic no we will try to see reality as reality is and when we and and once we understand that reality is beautiful then we put those binoculars or, or those glasses those lenses that show reality as reality is then we will see the beautiful uh, aspects of things then we will start to see the ultimate purpose of e every every uh, created being which is to be a locus of manifestation for its creator we will start to see what is manifest on them if you think of everything as a mirror what image does a mirror have if you think of it mirrors are imageless we are not thinking about a tableau we are not thinking about a picture we are thinking about a mirror there is no image on a mirror until you until you hold on to hold it on to something right in terms of the image on it the mirror is blank nothing but when you hold it on to something it shows you where wherever you you whatever you hold it to and the closer the mirror is to nothingness the better it shows because then there will be no nothing on the on the glass of the mirror to uh, to to um, veil or ruin or change the image that you are trying to get by pointing it to by by turning it to to, to something right so things in this universe in this cosmos every every created being that we can see and we cannot see 
they are all uh, loci of, locus of, manifestation of God's self-disclosure. His names, his attributes, his conducts, right? And that's beautiful because God is beautiful. And if we look with the right um, perspective, we start to see that beauty. Ustadnusi calls this the, the indicative meanings of things, the, or um, let, let's stick with that uh, the translation, okay? Indicative meaning of, of, of things. What a thing indicates, not in itself, but uh, in, in terms of what is being reflecting on it. What is reflecting on it? In terms of what it is reflecting, right? So the tree indicates itself to some degree, but the tree indicates its creator to thousands of, uh, to, to a thousands of higher uh, degree than that indicate it indicates itself. So that's why we want beautiful binoculars. We want the right perspective. For amazing affairs are taking place in this amazing country. We want to be able to see that which is amazing. We want to be able to see that which is amazing. We want to get beyond the point of looking at the tree and not seeing anything. Out of heedlessness, out of uh, desensitizing familiarity. We want to see the amazing, amazing art. The miraculous art. The, the, the amazing wisdom and purpose that is on the tree or, or, or on our fingertips or on a piece of rock or whatever we turn to, whatever we look at. Every hour, affairs that do not ever cross our minds are taking place. Affairs that, ever, that, that don't ever cross our minds. Right? This is the work of a, a, a, a mind, a, an intelligence, a um an entity with knowledge and will and and and choice volition that is far beyond our minds and when we look around what we see is that we we happen to be the smartest around here we happen to be the ones with the the the um highest lev level of volition and what we look around and see is way beyond our volition. Then it must be from outside. Right? It must be that hidden hand that we have been talking about in these episodes. It is not from itself. It is given to it. It comes from, from a source that we cannot see here. And that is what this fortunate friend was telling all along, right? Saying all along. There is an honor here. There is a hidden hand that is operating behind the veil. We need to, to, to try to understand it. We need to try to learn about it. That's the point. İşte bak, bu dağlar ve ovalar ve şehirler birden değişiyor. Hem nasıl değişiyor? Öyle bir tarzda ki milyonlarla birbiri içinde işler gayet muntazam surette değişiyor. Adeta Milyonlar mütenevi kumaşlar birbiri içinde beraber dokunuyor gibi pek acıb tahavvülat oluyor. Here, look. These mountains, plains and cities are suddenly changing. 
remember we were uh, look we were observing the seasons spring and both fall and spring and all seasons are amazing like imagine when it snows and everything is covered with with a white cover how suddenly things change right but spring appears to be even uh, appears to be even more miraculous and amazing because it is not just a uh, just a still image as you know everything covered in white but it is teeming with life it is constantly moving there is a motion and transformation here look these mountains plains and cities are suddenly changing indeed look how they are changing in such a fashion that millions of affairs within one another are changing in utter orderliness amazing transformations are taking place as though millions of various fabrics are being woven within one another these mountains plains and cities are suddenly changing indeed look how they are changing so it's not only that they are changing but they are changing in in certain ways in such a fashion that millions of affairs within one another are changing in utter orderliness in in in in sync like an orchestra imagine a huge orchestra hundred musicians uh, violins and drums and piano and flutes and whatnot they're all playing all at once but they're playing in sync so it's not like the the um drum for instance is just uh, beating one, one one rhythm only like boom boom boom no that's not the case it keeps uh you know, increasing the tempo decreasing the tempo increasing the the the uh the, the volume the intensity of the the the the the, the, the hit and the flute is not just playing i don't know like do or c no it goes c a b d do mi f constantly constantly changing and amazingly all 100 musicians are are doing what they are doing changing the the the particular note that they are playing in a way that is harmonious with each other now there's only 100 musicians playing in sync now try to imagine imagine that you went out to the countryside and you are perhaps staying uh, staying on the mountains imagine how the music that the plants, animals, rocks, uh, springs, clouds. Um, if you can, if you have those binoculars that that show you things that you would not be able to see with your naked eye, the bacteria, viruses, elements, um, molecules, cells that is surrounding you all all around you on that mountain 
perhaps you can see up you know up to five miles away or 10 miles away you know 15 kilometers 20 kilometers away perhaps you can see that far imagine how there is an ecosystem in the whole thing that is playing its music in harmony in sync Now, when it is the musicians, you will think, well, they rehearsed, they all have these uh, music sheets in front of them that they are looking at, uh, and they have a conductor that is giving them directions, and, you know, they have done this many times. There's an internal timer in their minds. Yes, exactly. Exactly. All these things have to happen for that music to play. Then how come that the music will be playing on that mountain region that you're observing. How come all these things will be doing what they are doing when they are supposed to be doing it and in the way that they are supposed to be doing it and with the kind of concentration that they have to have for what others are doing as they are doing it? Unless, unless there's a program, divine determination. Unless there is somebody who knows what everybody is doing and gives them their tasks, right? At in time, uh, as necessary, in a way that they will understand by turning to them. Like the conductor does not always turn to the same person. The conductor keeps you know, making eye contacts and turning in different directions. The knowledge, right? and power and power the difference is that in the case of the musicians we may possibly uh, imagine that each musician is self-propelled they are playing it with their own power right well i mean in the reality of it is that nobody has any power but let's change that aspect of the example if that is what comes to our minds and let's now look at this this this whole whole orchestra on the mountaintop and understand that nothing has power from its own. Nothing here has knowledge of anything else or even itself. The elements, the molecules, the atoms, the, the cells, the leaf, the plant root, the, the, the, the stalk, the, the ant, the butterfly, the wolf, the deer, they don't have anywhere near enough consciousness or capability to do any any of the things that they are they appear to be doing in such a fashion that millions of affairs within one another are changing in utter orderliness again like those billions of creatures that are in our bodies in in my body right now they are doing what they're supposed to do and as a result of that, I am able to talk here. If 10% of those creatures that are in my body stop, stop doing what they are doing, uh, I mean, they could still be doing something, but if they stop doing it in the way that the orderliness of my existence necessitates, forget about 10%, if 1%, of them stop doing it i would not be here i would be somewhere in a hospital and i would probably be you know soon dead 
amazing transformations are taking place. As though millions of various fabrics, fabrics are being woven within one another. As though millions of various fabrics are being woven within one another. Stadnursi usually use, uses, uses this example to refer to uh, leaves. But you can also think about our skins, like my, look at, you feel your skin. It is like a fabric that is, uh, that is placed on your body in a way that it fits perfectly. Do you, has any human being ever had any outfit made by the best designer, tailor that fits better than their skin? Look at this. It fits perfectly on my body. And not only that, it it, it, it also has so many functions. It can feel, right? It can feel moisture. It can feel heat. It can feel touch pressure. Um, it renews. I mean, I keep using my hand. I keep rubbing it to places. And then it keeps, you know, getting old and being... Uh, scuffed and you know I I had pants that I used to wear 20 years ago I don't wear them any longer because they got old but I'm wearing my skin and it's being renewed it um, inhales and exhales it it if uh, it lets me sweat which uh, helps me discharge toxins and also and also uh, just manipulate my uh, temperature and so on and so forth. I'm not a biologist or a doctor. I, if I were, I could probably give you give more examples. But look at these. Look at these. Like this, this, this skin is being renewed all the time. It is being woven all the time. Those leaves on the trees attached to the branches, they're not just beautiful. They are beautiful. We are not, but they are not just beautiful. They do amazing things. They are each like a factory that is being produced in a factory. It is produced in the factory or the machine of, uh, or the bench of the tree. And then it is produced and attached to the uh, tree. And then it starts to work as a machine itself by you know, receiving the light photons and taking in um, carbon dioxide and carbon and uh, taking carbon dioxide and separating, taking the carbon and, and, and, and exhaling oxygen. How amazing this is. Look at the tissues. The skin is only one tissue, but look at the, all the other tissues that are in our bodies. They are being woven within one another in a way to fit, fit each other in perfect ways. How is this? How is this possible without somebody, something that has the knowledge, the power, the wisdom, so that knows like what works for what the purposes, understanding of the purposes, who sees, who, who um, can choose? How is it possible? How is how can it be possible with that without that hidden hand? In the absence of that hidden hand, this just is inexplicable. Buck 
o kadar ünsiyet ettiğimiz ve tanıdığımız çiçekli miçekli şeyler kayboldular. Muntazaman yerlerine ve yerlerine ve mahiyetçi muntazaman yerlerine ve mahiyetçi onlara benzer fakat suretçe ayrı başkaları geldiler. Adeta şu ova dağlar birer sahife, yüz binlerle ayrı ayrı kitaplar içinde yazılıyor. Hem hatasız, noksansız olarak yazılıyor. Look. The flowery things with which we had become so familiar and gotten gotten to know disappeared. Now we were in the spring and then summer and during the spring and summer we got used to that beautiful environment. Um you know the trees became uh, tray bearers of fruits and we picked them and we ate them. The the gardens the orchards became cauldrons from which we picked up our watermelon and refreshed ourselves and you know, so on and so forth and we started to take all of that for granted we started to take all of that for granted and we started to say yeah so, so what like normal we started to lose our sense of wonder we became desensitized became familiar and familiarity started to prevent us from being able to see how amazing those things are how wondrous those things are i mean sometimes this happens in our i mean it happens all the time but sometimes it happens in our lives in more uh visible observable ways and then suddenly god takes a blessing away and we recognize oh oh god we recognize that that blessing was amazing and we really needed it and it was so beautiful uh, but we had started to stop uh, we, we had we had stopped to recognize its beauty like the, the the ability of being able to uh exist in the same room with other people and talk to them talk with them that's what we experienced with the uh, pandemic when COVID, the virus hit for you know, at least a couple of years. How, how we were taking that for granted and how grateful we are now for being able to go back to some level of normalcy and being able to talk with people, shake hands with people, hug our friends. Subhanallah. So it was summer and we got used to these blessings and then all of a sudden the flower things with which we had become so familiar the flowers the, be the beauty that's out there and gotten to know they disappeared we recognize that they are not there anymore and then there came another spring others that are like them in quiddity but different in form replaced them what does that mean? Say I had a rose bush in my garden. And it was blooming really beautifully. All these red, bright, um, smiling rosebuds on it. I looked at it you know, all summer and I appreciated it. But over time I started to be desensitized to its beauty. I started to just pass by and, you know, continue to, to, to be taken over by the stress of my, my, my life, forgetting that those flowers are there and they could actually give me a sense of relaxation. 
and then they disappeared and now I feel their absence and all of a sudden they came back now they are same in quiddity in the sense that I recognize these new buds that are uh, blooming in the spring as as rose flowers I knew them last year I became familiar with them I know them from last year and these are um, th these are the same as what was there last year in quiddity in terms of what it is right that th it was rose last year I can't recognize rose as rose by seeing it and this year again it is rose I recognize it as rose but it is not the exact same because you know, last year it was on top of this this branch this year it is on top of this branch last year it was three inches wide at the uh, at, at the radius right this year it is 2.7 inches wide and so on and so forth there will be all these differences in form shape position so on and so forth but in quidditch it's the same thing so there is no um, nothing nothing in the creation is same uh, as, as before right nothing remains the same and when things are renewed and replaced nothing comes as the same but they are similar there is similarity uh, in, in, in Arabic and Turkish it is called, uh, there is no I need but there's misliyet, right? There's similitude, not sameness. So they are like them, like the ones before in quiddity in what they are, but they are different in, in form. It is as though this plain and these mountains are each a page and hundreds of thousands of different books are being written within them. So it's not just a, a uh, still picture, it's not just a book that is written once and put in front of us to read. And that is the that is usually the example we give uh, to to understand uh, the the art in creation and so on and so forth. But it is more than that. It is not just one book that is written and put in front of us. The cosmos, right? It is the great book of the universe, the great book of co the cosmos. That is true. But it is not just one book that is written and put out there for us to read. No, it is constantly being rewritten. Whoever wrote the one before has to have preserved the knowledge of what was there while it was not there. So the knowledge of that has to be preserved somewhere because it's not there any longer. Right? Someone is preserving the knowledge and writing it again. And when he writes it again, he doesn't write the exact same thing because if he wrote the exact same thing we could perhaps say well it is the seeds right that's what biology would would tell you the seed contains the the information of the dna and therefore it's happening again yes but there are all these um slight differences in form position shape direction etc that indicates that it is not the same thing it is very similar it's same in quiddity but whoever preserved that information also has continuous willpower and volition and showing me that 
that um, he can and he is creating a new. This is from him. He's showing me that this is from him. This is not anything that is built into the system. That's, it's not from within the box. It is as though this plane and these mountains are each a page and hundreds of thousands of different books are being written within them. And also, it is not just that a book was there last year and it is written again this year in a very similar way, but that if I look close enough, if I know how to use those binoculars well enough, what I will see is that on the uh, the, the, the, the form of the figure of each letter or in the form figure of each letter there is another book that is written like a fractal system each segment of the fractal is if you you know if you zoom in close enough the same as the the whole of the the, the fractal right in this case, it is even better because there are slight differences indicating that whoever made the whole made each piece one by one with special attention, with special designation. His knowledge is so amazing that nothing, nothing miss, nothing can escape his knowledge or sight or hand of power he's doing each and every particular thing one by one moreover they are being written without mistake or deficiency so countless letters on the book in the book each letter has a book within that letter they all come together and play a synchronous harmonious beautiful music they all come together and indicate meanings they are not just randomly thrown figures that happen to be like letters that we identify as letters but they come together and they form words words come together and form sentences sentences come together and form paragraphs paragraphs form passages passages form stories there's a story that's being narrated in here and the music is beautiful there is no um no musician who is somehow playing a a a, a note that breaks the music There is no word that's out of place. There are no typos. Now, he, of course, partial human volution gets involved in the picture. When we look at the reality, we, you know, there partial human volution gets into in the picture and sometimes ruins things, ruins the harmony. But in an even bigger picture, that too is harmonious. There is a purpose to, uh, there's a purpose to and wisdom in uh, the partial human uh, wisdom and in a bigger picture even that fits into the harmony even that is playing what it is supposed to be playing in that particular passage of the uh, symphony 
that this particular sound may sound like out of place but perhaps it is leading to a new theme in the music and something has to come out in order to lead the others right so even things that appear to look out of place in this book or in the symphony are in place there is no mistake no deficiency so much is being done so perfectly so purposefully so beautifully so wisely and it's all being done without mistake or deficiency subhanallah how can you not say subhanallah işte bu işler 100 derece muhaldir ki kendi kendine olsun evet nihayet derecede sanatlı dikkatli şu işler kendi kendine olmak bin derece muhaldir ki kendilerinden ziyade sanatkarlarını gösteriyorlar here it is a hundred times inconceivable that these affairs will take place by themselves. Yes, it is a thousand times inconceivable for these utterly artful and careful affairs to take place by themselves. And therefore, they are showing their artists more than themselves. And that's what we have been um, talking about all, all along. How can all this happen by itself it cannot so much um, so many so many parts components neither of which has the power knowledge consciousness um, willpower, volition, ability to recognize, see, hear, none of them have any of this. Yet they are all behaving as though they know each other, as though they know the overall system, as though They are capable of and willing to, to, to uh, do what they are doing and do so in a way that helps everything else do what they are supposed to be doing. Now imagine, you know, we let's let's continue with that uh, example. Imagine the orchestra. They are playing the music. It's beautiful. Now imagine that. Each and every one of the musicians in the orchestra are deaf and blind. And they're also paralyzed, by the way. They are deaf, they're blind, they're paralyzed. But at the same time, their hands are moving. And they are acting as though they are able to read what is written on the music sheet in front of them. And they're able to hear the... Uh, the notes that are being played by all the other players, musicians, they're acting as though they see the conductor and they are following the conductor's commands. And again, they're paralyzed, but their hands are moving. And then you come and say, well, this is happening by itself. It cannot happen by itself. The, the, the carbon atom is deaf and blind and is paralyzed it does not have the power to do anything in itself 
physics does not does not and cannot explain um, where that that power that holds the electron around the nucleus of the atom is coming from. Yes, you know we say uh, you know opposite poles attract each other. Good, but why? Why do opposite poles attract each other? They don't have hands reaching out to the other and pulling it, holding it and grabbing it and pulling it. There is space between them. There is so much space that if you were to uh, take out all the space from all the atoms in, the, uh, in a huge skyscraper and squeeze it, right? No, like vacuum all the space out, it would become as small as, I don't know, a teaspoon of something. The, the, the particular measures may be different, but that's the idea. There's so much space in between them, but through that space, they are pulling one another or pushing one another. They don't have the power to do that. We don't see that power. We don't see that force. Where is it coming from? They're paralyzed. The two um, hydrogen atoms don't see the oxygen atom, don't know the oxygen atom, to, to, to bind with it and, and make water. And what a water that is! So purposeful, so, so beneficial. It, it, is the, it, is, uh, it is the essentials, essential provision for the existence of life. Does hydrogen atom know that I need water? That the uh, that the the rosemary plant that's growing in the garden needs water? It doesn't. It doesn't know that. It doesn't know what water is. It doesn't know the rosemary plant. But but it is playing its part in the symphony perfectly with the rosemary plant and me. How is it happening? The, the musicians of the orchestra are deaf, blind, paralyzed. Uh, by the way, they're also dumb. They don't know anything. But they're playing. Yes, it's a thousand times inconceivable for these utterly artful and careful affairs. Artful because the product of their seeming actions because you know, they, they are they are doing things right but are they the ones who are the agents of what they are doing that's the question right but they are doing things we, we observe them as doing things the the product of what they do is perfectly artful it's beautiful aesthetic uh, measured thoughtful has content, has meaning. And they are doing this in such a way that they have to be paying attention to what the others are doing. They are so careful in what they are doing. There is no mistake or deficiency in the end product. 
it is a thousand times inconceivable for these utterly artful and careful affairs to take place by themselves and therefore they are showing their artist more than themselves so the deaf blind dumb paralyzed musician that we uh, we see as moving her hands and and making these notes with the instrument that is given in in her hand right moving and we look at the whole thing and amazing things are coming out of this musician does that musician show herself or himself right the as as as as someone capable of playing music or does she show a hidden hand that is moving it like a puppet does a puppet show like imagine a a, a um, sock puppet you know that there's a hand in the in the sock but you don't see the hand and you watch it and it's so uh, enthralling that in you you're engrossed and you watch it and you uh, you you you are into the story that these they say two uh, sock puppets that are uh, narrating and you, know, you spend a really amazing time for 10 minutes at the end of 10 minutes as you are exiting the room you see those two socks that have turned into puppets lying down at the corner of the the room do you attribute the play that you watched to those two socks or to the hands that were in the socks and the owner of the hand, the mind of the hand, the voice of the hand. Do you go and congratulate the socks? Right, thank you. It was an amazing play that you um, that you put up. Or do you find the puppeteer and go shake the puppeteer's hand? And thank the puppeteer do you appreciate the socks or the puppeteer of course you appreciate the puppeteer you don't you don't go and thank the socks the what you observed as puppets show the puppeteer the ability the knowledge the uh, creativity the skill and so on and so forth the existence of course of the puppeteer a thousands of times more than they show the the on your painted sock that they are hem bunları işleyici öyle muciz nima muciz numa bir zattır ki hiçbir iş ona ağır gelmez bin kitap yazmak bir harf kadar ona kolay gelir moreover the one who operates these is such a miracle working person that no affair is heavy for him for him writing a thousand books is as easy for him as writing one letter the one who operates these like the socks we said it's not the socks there are hands in the socks right somebody is moving the socks somebody is moving those musicians somebody is moving those um those subatomic particles somebody is moving the atom somebody is moving the, the, the, the molecule somebody is moving the cell somebody is moving 
the organs that those cells come together and start to function together that somebody is somebody is moving the body that that that those organs come together and form somebody is moving the congregation of these bodies the orchard the pack of animals the constellation of stars the the the what we call air which is a congregation of uh, various molecules and atoms somebody is moving um, somebody is moving all the musicians in this orchestra somebody is writing all the words in this book it's not it's not the letters that somehow somehow come one after the other and for me, me for meanings right somebody is operating this whole thing and everything in it the one who operates these and once we granted that somebody's operating them then we have another challenge it's you know it's amazing there are so many things so many like billions and trillions and whatever is the you know uncountable not infinite god knows the number of things but, but uncountable uncountable number of things all moving at the same time in a way in a way to make this whole harmonious beautiful system possible and nothing in here can do it then it is a miracle working person who is in charge miracle working in the sense that it is um, each and everything within this box within this uh, scene realm that we can observe in this country right each and everything in and of itself is impotent impotent it does not have the power powerless to do any of the things that it is doing let alone let alone making the whole system function everything in the face of the tasks that uh, face them are incapacitated and that indicates that whoever is doing this has absolute power power that cannot be restrained or restricted in any way whatsoever a miracle working person that no affair that no affair is heavy for him nothing is heavy for him and if nothing is heavy for him writing thousand books is as easy for him as writing one letter now um, this goes beyond what we can observe right we can observe that at any given time one book is written or in our lifetime if you think of each spring as a book for instance say 70 80 uh, books are written 
but we understand from what we observe that he can write thousand books, ten thousand books, hundred thousand books, millions of books, infinite number of books with the same ease. With the same ease, because that, that's what we are observing. It's it it it everything happens. Uh, giving an impression of so much ease and facility that when we don't take those binoculars and look with that right perspective, we don't even see how miraculous and amazing these are. He has absolute power. In the in before absolute power, nothing, nothing is difficult. Uh, put next to infinite. Right? This is the example from um, mathematics. Put next to infinite, all numbers amount to zero. Divide the highest number that you can write on a piece of paper. Write as small as possible, put as many uh, zeros as you want. Divide that number uh, by infinite, what you get is zero. So, since he has absolute power, whoever is doing all these things, we are still in the example, we are still in that country, right? Whoever is doing these things that we observe here, he has absolute power. Writing a thousand books, writing infinite number of books is a, as easy for him as writing one letter. Now we are at the point of, inshallah, when we do the reality, we are going to perhaps think in more detail about this, but we are at the point of Allahu Akbar, saying Allah, God is greater. Right? Because our observation, our imagination, our intellect takes us to a point at which point we recognize that we were not able to exhaust what what what is there to be learned from this. Uh, whoever is the owner of these things, whoever is making these, whoever is the creator, whoever is the beautifier, provider, and so on and so forth, has more, has more than where our imagination and intellect and so on and so forth can go. And at that point, we, we recognize that we are, um, we, we are falling short and we say, he is greater than this. God is greater, right? We don't try to comprehend and box and frame uh, God and his attributes. Uh, with our imagination, intellect, and you know nothing that we have, that's not possible. So we recognize this this uh, incapability, and we say God is greater. Allahu Akbar. Bununla beraber her tarafa bak ki hem öyle bir hikmetle her şeyi yerli yerine koyuyor ve öyle mükrimane herkese layık oldukları lütufları yapıyor hem öyle ihsan perverane umumi perdeler ve kapılar açıyor ki herkesin arzularını tatmin ediyor hem öyle sahavetkarane sofralar kuruyor ki bütün bu memleketin halklarına hayvanlarına her bir taifesine has ve layık belki her bir ferdine mahsus ismiyle ve resmiyle bir tabla inimet veriyor veriliyor <gülüyor> Together with this, now we came to the point of recognizing the existence and absolute power of the owner of the land. And now we are going to try to think about 
what kind of a, an entity that is, what kind of an owner that is, who are we standing uh, in front of, whom are we standing together with this. Look all around and see that he is also placing everything in its proper place with such wisdom. He is benevolently showering everyone with favors that befit them with such munificence. And he is lifting curtains and opening doors generally for all with such beneficence that he is satisfying everyone's desires. Moreover, he is setting up tables with such open-handedness in profusion that to each group of the peoples and animals of this country, nay, to each individual with its private name and description, a specific and befitting uh, table of blessings is being provided. Look around, look all around. So this is again, we need to look. We, we, we can't see these things unless we look. If we close our eyes and don't look, we don't see. But you know, whoever closes his eyes makes the world dark to himself. Not, not the, the, the world still has light. The sun is still shining out there. Look all around and see that he is also placing everything in his proper place with such wisdom. <clears throat> we already talked about this. Uh, Ustad is uh, explaining in a more systematic way. Here, right? Everything is placed in its proper place. I need uh, some molecule that that uh, is that can be transparent in my eye and a molecule that can be transparent is placed in my eye. I need some molecule when light is uh, shined onto it that looks you know, brown and that kind of molecule is put in my beard. I need acid in my stomach and uh, you know, basic, um, basic um, material past my stomach Right, acid to to to bring down the uh, food into parts, and then basic uh, material past my stomach to break down oils and other things, and those are placed there. Birds need insects. Insects are placed uh, in this in the uh, in the plane of spring as the chicks come out from their eggs as the chicks hatch. Everything is being properly placed in its place and this, this uh, manifests absolute wisdom. He is benevolently showering everyone with favors that befit them with such munificence. So he has an attitude toward his um, Let's call them slaves in this country. His property, right? We are still in the example. There's a story, right? He, the the owner of this this land, has an attitude toward his uh, property and people and subjects. Okay, subjects is the better word. He's not just uh, neutral, indifferent, blind to them. No, he sees them, and he treats them in certain ways 
So what is that way in which he is treating them? What is the manner uh, with which he is uh, interacting and treating, treating his subjects? It's munificence. And then behind munificence, we can see mercy and so on and so forth. But munificence in the sense that um, he, he is providing everything what they need. So the placement of things in their proper place indicates wisdom, right? But the wisdom is happening with munificence because when they, they are placed in their proper place, they are also fulfilling a need. And the fulfillment of that need is not stingy. Everything is being provided with what need, what they need, in um, in a way that indicates absolute generosity. And he is lifting curtains and opening doors generally for all with such beneficence that he is satisfying everyone's desires. Even you, my stubborn friend, who does not. Um, who, who, who does not recognize the owner of this place? Even you. Even you are being uh, provided, right? This general provision. Um, those who read the second uh, station of the 14th flash or listened to the episodes in this uh, podcast will remember this distinction that we made between um, Rahman and Rahim, the merciful and the mercy giver, or Al Wahid and Al Ahad, the one and the singular. Right? The Wahid means one, sing, you know, Ahad means one. What is the difference? Right? Ustad Norsi provides us a beautiful explanation of these, but that will be too long to explain here. So you can go ahead and read the second station of the 14th flash or uh, listen to the episodes uh, from the very, almost very beginning of this podcast series. Uh, inshallah right there is this general provision it rains and everything that needs water in that plane receives water beneficence moreover he is setting up tables with such open-handedness in profusion he is generous but he is not generous while poor he is generous while he has his his uh his stores, storehouses are filled to the brim. Profusion. Right? He is setting up tables with such open-handedness in profusion that to each group of the peoples and animals of this country, so he is setting up tables. He is not just throwing things as though like throwing from a plane. Right. Um, so that whatever whoever catches something, whoever can whoever is fast enough to grab something, benefits. No, that's not the case. He is setting up tables um, for each group of the peoples and animals of this country, and then here Stadnursi says, no, that that that does not explain what I wanted to say. For each individual, with his private name and description, a specific and befitting a table of blessings is provided. Um, so, 
it's not just raining from the sky as uh, as if they are being thrown from a plane but a special uh, messenger a special postman is bringing what we need what everything needs to it as though its address is written on it with the address right so the to delivery to address so when it rains everything that needs in that plane everything that needs water in that plane receives water right but that's not all of it the rain uh, the, the water comes down it rains on the ground and that is packaged one by one and it is sent to each and everything in a cup that is big enough uh, for the needs of that thing that needs that water and that is shaped in such a way that that particular thing can sip from that cup the way trees drink water is different from the way that um, that that um, ants drink water right water is provided to trees in a way that tree roots can uh, absorb and water is provided to, to birds in a way that birds can dip their beaks and get the water. And this is designation, specific designation. So he, the owner, knows each and every one of, the, of his subjects in this country. He knows their lands and he has concern for them. He is generously providing to them in the way that they need. There's general provision and then there is designation. İşte dünyada bundan muhal bir şey var mı ki bu gördüğümüz işler içinde tesadüfi işler bulunsun veya abes ve faidesiz olsun veya müteaddit eller karışsın veya ustası her şeye muktedir olmasın veya her şey ona musakhar olmasın. İşte ey arkadaş haddim varsa buna karşı bir bahane bu. So is there anything more inconceivable in this world than that there will be coincidental affairs among these affairs we see? That they will be futile, serving no benefit. That multiple hands will get involved in them. That their masterful maker will not be capable of everything or that everything will not be subjugated to him. Here, oh friend, find an excuse to explain this away if you dare. Is there anything more inconceivable in this world than so? Uh, if we um, answer what comes after this affirmatively, if we say yes, we will be uh, we will be admitting something that is inconceivable. Okay, so what is it that is inconceivable? That there will be coincidental affairs among these affairs that we see. So we are going around this this this country we went out to that plane we climbed that mountain we took our binoculars and we are now observing everything in detail and we saw all this harmony all this purposefulness all this wisdom and so on and so forth and then we'll say well it's coincidental just by chance it happened by chance now, if um, <laughs> there, there is this uh, superstition that uh, you will see in Turkey and other places too, that if uh, two slippers, 
that were, they were, were in the house uh, come on top of each other, they say, well, there'll be a guest. A guest is coming. Now you can say, okay, two slippers, one fell on the other. And this is coincidental. There's nothing coincidental in, uh, in creation, but from an intellectual point of view, for the intellect to be able to admit the possibility of Yes, two slippers can fall on one and uh, one. Um, a slipper can fall on the other. That's possible. It can be coincidental. Imagine the. I mean, you won't be able to, but try to imagine the number of subatomic particles, atoms, molecules in the universe. Imagine how they are each playing its part in this beautiful symphony. Uh, Stadmercy calls it the orchestra of remembrance, like this beautiful symphony of remembering God. But of course, we are still in the representation, so we will not go there. We will just say symp symphony. Each playing its part in the symphony. Imagine all the cells, all the tissues, all the organs, all the um, bodies, of living beings in the universe. Imagine how they are each playing their part, how they are harmoniously giving an ear. I mean, they don't have ears, they are deaf, but it's as though they are giving an ear, ear to the others and listening to what they are uh, playing and playing accordingly. Each rushing to the support of the other, each working together. Can this be, can this be coincidental? Can, let's say, 10 billion separate entities that we call um, cells, microbes, viruses, bacteria, come together, come together and um, act as a single body that will be as perfect as the human body. It will be able to speak, it will be able to see, it will be able to smell, hear, talk, uh, digest, inhale, exhale, all those things. <clears throat> Is that possible? It's not, not only possible, it's inconceivable. It is inconceivable. Yes, in a, uh, in a world of infinite possibilities, one out of the infinite could be that, but one, one out of infinite is zero, right? One out of infinite is zero. Let's, let's not uh, deceive ourselves. That they will be futile, serving no benefit. I mean, that is uh, axiomatically, that is uh, it is clearly, self-evidently, right? That's, that's self-evidently before our eyes. We see that every part of everything that we see here in this country is serving a purpose. How can the whole not serve a purpose if every part is serving a purpose? And we also granted that this cannot be happening on its own. How can the one that um, attaches a purpose to each and every part not attach a purpose to the whole thing. That's inconceivable. 
that multiple hands will get involved in them. I mean, this uncountable number of parts are acting in unison and the orchestra is playing a perfectly harmonious and synchronous music and we will say well the the, the half of the musicians are being uh, informed and mobilized by one conductor and the other half is being informed and mobilized by another conductor and these are rival conductors doesn't work inconceivable that their masterful maker will not be capable of everything I mean, this is already miraculous and whoever does something miraculous can do everything or that everything will not be subjugated to him so 100 musicians playing synchronously 99 of them are subject subjugated to the master conductor and one will not would that not make a sound that is out of tune it would make a sound out of tune there is nothing that's out of tune here again uh, one may uh, one may falsely think that human beings are out of tune because of their partial uh, evolution right within the smaller section of the universe that we can observe that may appear to be true that's why that's how we called you know global warming and the extinction of so many species and so on and so forth right but if you go beyond that that that section of the universe and go to to to look at the entire cosmos entire existence even that even that is serving up its its purpose perfectly so here our friend find an excuse to explain this away if you dare now the thing is you can explain it away you can say what i just said you can say if there were infinite possibilities one of them could be what we are observing here and they they call this like they have fancy names for these things like multiverse theory and you know therefore this is what it is now once again this is only explaining it away right um this is a world i mean we are still in the representation but the reality of it the representation represents reality this is the world of testing and trial we are here for a purpose my friend and i'm addressing my own soul you know my friend my soul oh my soul we are you and i are here for a purpose this is testing and trial right the um the accountability will never be lifted until we move on to the other realm which means that you will always be able to find an excuse not a reason but an excuse if you are stubborn uh, but we need to get real we need to get real right one out of infinite is zero that is not likely that is that is inconceivable that is just you being stubborn in order not to accept reality as reality is right? you need to come down come down to earth you need to ground your feet 
on this face of the earth. You need to get real. What is at stake is tremendous. And you cannot just explain these things away and think that you are done. It will catch up with you. It will catch up with you. All right, inshallah, in the next episode, we will continue with the seventh uh, demonstration. Uh, once again, uh, if you are listening on podcast or watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the notification button and share the links, spread the word. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim. Wa akhir dawahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Al-Fatiha.